Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I know. I know. I've neglected you. You're probably like, who is this person on the microphone? My name's Tady. This is Sex, Psych and Self. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. I'm sorry I've missed everything, but hey, I'm back, bitches. What's new with me, you ask? Um, before we jump into this week's episode, I want to say I'm really sorry for neglecting you. Last year, especially the end of last year, literally went by like a flash. I think before I spoke to you last time, I was going to America. Well, I went to America for three weeks, came back, went to work for six weeks, and then I went to Gold Coast for two weeks for Christmas. And now I'm back. Oh, yeah, I bought a house. Um... <laughs> I bought a house, which is so exciting, with my boyfriend. No, I'm looking at my bare finger. There's no ring on it yet. But, I mean, we did buy a house, so that's step one. Um, I've been flooded in to my little country town for, like, the last week because apparently this town, when it rains, it pours. So that's a bit wild. I'm possibly maybe getting a massive promotion in my mental health job, which is super exciting. Um, I've just interviewed for it. So um, we'll keep you updated on that. I'm... Things are looking up for me. Things are looking great. But enough about me. How are you? I feel like it's too late now for me to even catch you up because so much has happened in the three months I've left you hanging. And again, I'm really sorry. I do love the pod, but last year, man, 
got away from me and now I'm literally going to Fiji in like three weeks with four of my closest friends. Um, Am I excited? Fucking oath I'm excited. We're going on a girl's trip to Fiji for 10 days. And I mean, if you see me riding a jet ski with no top on, mind your business. Okay. I'm living my best life. We're very excited about it. My boyfriend is not coming. Someone's going to stay home and work for the house. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But welcome back. Um, I thought, shit, better get me shit into gear. New year, same me because I'm perfect. We're going to try and be more regular with the podcast episodes this year. Um, I'm not going to promise you because I, I swear as soon as I promise you, something will happen and I won't be able to post. So I'm not going to promise you anything because I don't like breaking my promises. But I do commit to trying my best to keep the podcast episodes regular, to keep you hearing my voice every fortnight and to keep you updated on what's happening in my life. Who knows? I may have that ring soon. That's it. Anyways, that's about it. That's all that's new with me. Just a few couple things. Um, I got pissed on the weekend. Both nights. 27. Should not be acting like that. <laughs> How there was a fella at the pub and he didn't believe I was 27. So I showed him my ID. This motherfucker looked at my ID, looked at my date of birth, then looked back, to, back at me and goes holy shit, don't you have a family to get home to? Like, I squeezed me? I was, no, I I was going to say I was speechless, but I was not speechless. I turned around and said, yeah, I got fucking lunches to make in the morning, (laughs) ma'am. That's what you, happens when you talk to 19-year-olds at the pub or when your friends are getting with 19-year-olds, you know who you are, um, that did that on the weekend. But this week's episode... I've had planned since before, sorry, I just hit the microphone, since before I went on my little hiatus and I was really excited to do it. This is our 14th episode. I feel like I should be at the 30th episode by now, but this is our 14th and it's about the dude, the dude who invented vibrators. This is when, oh my God, this is when I planned this, um, episode because at the start when I write down all my notes for the episode at the start I I say like oh just do a little update queen is dead uh we haven't talked about that r.i.p queen elizabeth I have never been one to be like a massive fan about the royal family um I don't think it's necessary I think the royal family is kind of outdated the whole concept of the royal family is outdated but she died um I mean, a massive part of history, totally respect and understand that. People were crying over her dying and I don't mean to be disrespectful whatsoever, but I wasn't in the place where I was sad about it. Um, I was researching the history of the Roa family because this sparked my interest, her death. And it's actually disgusting, the history of the royal family. I'm sure you heard about it when she died. This is the oldest news ever, but it is on my notes to talk about. (laughs) There was incestuous relationships and she was the product to many incestuous relationships. Um, And, you know, royal family were all about slavery and um, 
discriminating black people. So, I mean, I can't get amongst it. But enough about that. Oh, I've even got, I'm going to America the next month. Yeah, well, I went to America, been and gone. Uh, it was my brother. My brother was competing in a world champion competition for his sport. He rides scooters. Uh, <laughs> every time I say that to someone, they're like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, he rides scooters. You know, like push razor scooters. Yeah, well, he flips them and shit. That's his thing. That's literally like his job. And we went to America to watch him. So that was pretty cool. I am a very proud sister of my little baby brother. What are my New Year's resolutions? This year, sorry, I just, I missed you. I want to tell you about my life. This year, I'm going on a spiritual journey. That is one of my New Year's resolutions. I want to go on a spiritual journey. I want to explore spirituality. I, in saying that, what that means is I've never been a firm believer in the whole crystals and energies and chakras and all that, but this year I want to read about it, I want to research it, and I want to try and implement it, implement it into my life. Do I necessarily fully believe that a pretty rock on my bedside table is going to give me good luck? I don't fully believe it. Am I going to go buy the pretty rocks and charge them in the moonlight? Absolutely, because if there is some chance that it does work, I want all the success, all the love, all the, you know good healing energies I can possibly have. I went to a, a crystal shop the other day even to buy some crystals and I went to the lady, you know, I'm about to move into a new house. It's our first house that we've bought together. I want to sage it. And she said, absolutely. She said, when you're ready, come here, buy a sage bundle. And before you move in, before you put any of your belongings in that house, sage it. So I think the concept behind saging is that it, it expels any bad energies from the house. And if there is some way in some world that that's going to work, I want to take full advantage of that. I want to move into a house with a fresh, clean slate. I want that house to be full of positive energy and love. So am I going to have big rose quartz hanging from the ceiling? fucking oath I am. Am I going to be walking around, burning sage, having my incense going? Absolutely. And if anyone, because I know my boyfriend's a bit like this hippie fucking bitch, what's she doing? I'm all amongst, I'm all about the spirituality this year. And I have been growing on the manifesting kind of yeah manifestation and positive affirmations that has been growing on me for about six months I tell my clients all the time at work to do their positive affirmation because it works wonders on your mental health space in your head um, manifestation I think completely works I think you manifest everything that happens in your life I have started buying the manifestation cards and positive affirmation cards for work to use in my practice and I'm so excited to delve more deeper into this and um, see if it can heal me, I guess. I, as you guys know, I've done years and years of therapy and years and years of psychological behavioural therapies. And I'm not saying they didn't work. They absolutely did work. Um, but I feel like there's maybe a little bit more healing to do. I feel like uh, my inner child still needs a little bit of healing um, and my self-esteem still needs a little bit of healing. And that's nothing that a medical 
health, mental health professional can help me with. That all comes from inside myself. So I am trying really hard to heal that myself, hence the positive affirmations and all that. But I feel like if I can introduce some pretty rocks into my life, they're going to help me on that healing journey, then so be it. I've got an open mind. I think you guys know this and nothing is going to, nothing's too far-fetched for me. And I really feel that. I don't think anything's like out of the question. And I mean, I go to psychics. I believe in ghosts. I think my granddad visits me in the form of a magpie. So why can't I believe that a pretty crystal come from the earth is absorbing some energy or is outputting some energy? That's not too far-fetched. But anyways, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. This has been my spiel about crystals. That is one of my New Year's resolutions. Did I meet my New Year's resolutions last year? No. Um, <laughs> that's still a work in progress. Those New Year's resolution was to drive manual, because um, I don't know how, and to ride a horse. Did I get on a horse once last year? I mean, I rode that pony in the bedroom. But a literal horse, nah, didn't get on one. I looked at a couple, didn't get on one. Did I drive manual? Yeah, I did. I did two lessons, but again, busy. So we're still working on it, but I'm not going anywhere. So new year, same resolutions as well as new ones. Um, keep posted because I may reach them this year. Anyways, the guy who invented vibrators, we love him. Who's got a vibrator in their bedside table? If you could see me right now, I'm putting my hand up. Self-love, masturbation is the most natural, healthiest thing you can do. Self-exploration. How are you meant, and I've said this before, how are you meant to physically give yourself to anyone in a sexual situation if you do not yourself know where you like to be touched and how you like to be touched? The history of sex toys is actually a history lesson I would probably attend in school and I'd probably actually listen and my ADHD brain probably would zone in on that because I was so excited to research this topic and see where it came from and see where our pretty little friends um, vibrators came from and sex toys came from there are so many podcasts um, and published books on this information already I'm putting a TD spin on it and I mean you may not have heard them before and I just I just find it fascinating this whole history of sex just oh my god it's wild it's wild to me sex toys are getting more and more adventurous by the year and research suggests that actually 50% of women women admit to dabbling in self-love or masturbation. 50% of women. And those are just the ones that admit it. The ones that are actually doing the dirty under the covers at night, it's got to be close to 95%. It's got to be. I am not believing any other number. 34% of women are said to self-pleasure once a month or less. So that's only 34% of the 50%. So the extra 24 the extra, what, what is it, 26% is doing the dirty more than once a month. And uh, I, I fall into that less than 26%. Um, I'm just admitting it. There's no shame in it. I think as children 
and as teenagers growing up, especially back in my generation, like I'm elderly, but um, especially back in my generation, there was a lot of shame um, around the word masturbation and around the word self-pleasure. I never thought as a teenager growing up that that was okay to self-explore. Was that anyone's fault? No, I just think it was society and I think it's become more accepted and more okay um, the more the years go on. When I have children, I will definitely be not encouraging it, but I will definitely be making it a thing that it's okay to explore yourself at a suitable age. Like I don't want my four-year-old sitting in the corner with her fingers down her pants, but it's okay to explore yourself. Do it privately but it's okay. You've probably heard before the misconception that vibrators were um, initially used by medical professionals as treatment. Um, And I know I've definitely heard that before. I've heard that, you know, a doctor would use a vibrator on a woman um, suffering from quotations hysteria to when she reaches climax, that's meant to like pop her out of her hysteria. Um, that is a myth. <laughs> that is not true. I mean, if any doctor's out there using vibrators on his patients, bitch, sign me up for the first appointment. Um, <laughs> no, that's a totally untrue statement. Um, that is not where vibrators original ba- originated for. And I'm sure there probably was some dodgy doctors back in the day using vibrators on women, but that was not a method of curing hysteria. Um, Researchers actually say there is no concrete evidence that medical professionals used vibrator-like tools on women. There is even history to suggest that vibrating massages were suggested to men to help heal a variety of different ailments. And wait for it, those ailments include... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hemorrhoids. So there was literally doctors out there prescribing vibrating massages in quotations to heal hemorrhoids. I couldn't really read anywhere how a vibrating massager massager was going to heal your hemorrhoids, but uh, history does suggest that. And it was also said to heal general aches and pains. So, girl... Researching, um, researching for this episode, I even read that Cleopatra, 
was said. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Get this. Cleopatra was said to use a full sack of bees to stimulate her genitals, and this was said to be the first use of a vibrator-esque tool to commit pleasure. Um, I'm going to say that again. Cleopatra used a sack of bees to commit pleasure. But who actually invented it? Who invented the vibrating device? The invention of the vibrating device was actually created in 1883 by a physician named Joseph Morphe-Timer Granville. Um, we love Joseph. Other physicians at the time were also creating similar, de- uh, similar devices and were marketing them as manipulators or circulators. Um, because marketing them as vibrating or pleasure devices was illegal. Um, The vibrator created by Granville was marketed to treat pain, uh, headaches, irritability and constipation in men, like I mentioned before. This eventually was found, this was eventually found to actually not be helping anyone and not be making anyone feel better. So they started um, going back to the drawing board and figuring out like, hey, this isn't working. Um, So they started marketing the vibrators as household appliances in newspapers, on websites, Websites. There was no fucking internet back then, you dickhead. But <laughs> in newspapers, on like on notice boards, it was advertised as an at-home gadget for different uses. Again, for men, but also for women now, because we know that women are the ones doing the household chores back in those days. And these was of all ages. So they had vibrating home gadgets advertised for men and women of all ages. Nice of them to actually include us women for once. Um, If you could see me now, my eyes are rolling to the back of my head because I feel like every single episode I do about any topic, the research and the history suggests that women were not looked at (laughs) at a time. Um, But according to advertisements in magazines at the time, the vibrators treated everything from wrinkles to even malaria. So I would have loved to see where people were putting these vibrating massages back in the day because you got malaria. Yeah, cool. Um, put this massager on your forehead. It'll get rid of the malaria. Oh, you've got wrinkles. Yeah. If you hold this on your, um, vagina for 40 minutes, it'll actually get rid of your wrinkles. So I'd be the smoothest motherfucker in the place. Um, You could buy the said vibrators in stores or you could order them through the mail. Um, I guess you still can order them through the mail and you still can buy them in stores, so nothing's really changed there. Um, But the history of the marketing, which we've just touched on a little bit, it would always change the wording it would use when it was marketing vibrating devices. Um... But at the same time, there would always be suggestive language. Language that wouldn't get them in trouble, but still suggestive, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you know what we're talking about. 
it was hush-hush whether women were actually using these devices to reach climax. Um, no, one's ever, no one ever admitted it at the time. You wouldn't go to cockies with your friends and admit to using your vibrating device for wrinkles on your clit. But, um, however, the advertisements at the time made it obvious that it could be used for this. So you'd go to cockies with your friend. You'd be like, oh, darling, I bought this vibrating device for my wrinkles and my husband's malaria. And then let's just say my wrinkles aren't the only thing that got off. (laughs) Sorry, I just that's how I picture women talking with their friends back in the day. But like we've discussed before, when talking about abortions and things like contraception, there were actually, until recently, pretty stern laws surrounding the sale of sex toys. And from my knowledge, don't quote me, but from my knowledge, I'm pretty sure some some states in America are still very um, strict about laws around sale of sex toys. So I'm sorry if you're from there. Um, In Australia, we're pretty lenient. I can order a big old dildo off the internet and get it ordered straight to me door in discreet packaging. So, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just what I've heard. Um, at this time, masturbation was widely viewed as shameful and obscene. Like I mentioned before, back then you weren't openly talking about tickling your clit. You weren't openly talking about what you stuck in your vagina that weekend. Um, Articles were illegal in the U.S. under the 1873 Comstock Act. Um, This meant that vibrators could not be openly advertised as sexual products. It was against the law. To avoid prosecution, vibrator manufacturers adopted the strategy used by contraceptive companies because, as I'm sure you recall from our episode about contraception, it was illegal to advertise contraception or use contraception as well till a certain time. They emphasised the non-sexual uses in advertising of the vibrating devices and used different language and imagery to hint sexual uses of their products, like I mentioned above. So it's not openly saying on the advertisement, hey, get our vibrating device and come like you never come before, but it might have said something a little bit Are we talking about Climax or are we not? That's a secret. We'll never tell until 2023. Um, Of course, at this time, men's men's sexuality was way more um, accepted in society and spoken about in society than women's sexuality. Um, At that time was the time where men were the only ones allowed to get get off and a woman expressing her sexuality was how dare a woman express her sexuality that is disgusting physicians however which again majority pretty much all of them were men back in that time um they did know about a woman's orgasm from early on however obviously a woman's orgasm was seen as evil and um professionals at the time suggested that masturbation was a bad idea Can I just clear that up right now? Masturbation is never a bad idea. Even now in our modern societies, some religions and views suggest that masturbation, especially in women, is a sin, is frowned upon and is one of the worst things you can do. 
they just love to take our rights away, eh? They love it. These big men, they get off on it. And I think I've touched on this previously. I probably have touched on it previously um, in our other episodes about sex. But now is as good a time as ever to rebel against these views and own your female sexuality. I think that's another thing that I'm incorporating into 2023 is empowerment of women. I wouldn't identify myself as a feminist, but I am all for empowering women, standing up against the people that feel like we should not be who we are. Anyways, sorry. Back. Um, It has been recorded in history um, that physicians, physicians would go as far as to remove a woman's clitoris as a form of circumcision to prevent masturbation and the act of pleasure, especially self-pleasure. So I know for through research and as a fact that this still happens in some cultures today, women circumcision. Um, this also happens as a form of punishment in some cultures as women who are too sexually promiscuous um, are caught in the act of sex or self-pleasure. Um, and again, just to punish you for being a woman and for having a vagina. How dare you? Um, you weren't chose to be born a woman, woman, but you are. So fuck you. I'm going to cut your clit off. And that still happens today. And I think it was more widely used back then. But yeah, uh, a moment of silence for those women who have encountered that awful, awful treatment. Um, in the 1920s, the Polar Cub that's what it was called. The Polar Cub was made and it looked actually like a hairdryer. I saw a picture online. It looked actually like a hairdryer with a variety of different attachments. The best way I can explain it to you for you to imagine is one of those like vibrating muscle bangers like that you use after the gym. It looked like that, like kind of like a hand hairdryer gun thing with lots of different nozzles that you could put on. Um, a lot of these were shaped like penises, um, which kind of acted like a dildo. And however, they weren't marketed again like a penis or a dildo to type, type contraction. Um, they were marketed quite differently. So no one really knew what they were for. But in 1970 was when a sex toy staple was introduced. And have a guess what this was. A sex toy staple still widely circulated today. The magic wand. This vibrating device is still marketed and sold worldwide today. I have one. I'm sure you have one too. The vibrating wand. um, The vibrating wand still in some places are advertised and marketed as body massages when we know full well what you're doing. We know full well what type part of your body you're putting that on. Oh. And you can get all sizes. I've got a mini, tiny, mini one. It's so cute. I love it. It's purple. It's got diamantes on it. Love that for me. Um, <laughs> in the 1980s, they started getting creative with their sex toys. Woo! We love the 80s. And that's when another staple of sex toy was created. And that was the Ride or Die, the Rabbit Vibe. Now, this is the penetrative clitoral stimulation M1. I'm sure you've seen one before. Again, you might even own one. And this was a 
breakthrough invention for its time. This was like, holy moly, men who. Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah, we don't need men anymore. <laughs> and it's still, again, widely sold and marketed today in, um, in the world's sex toy industry. So this history of sex toys, this brings us back to today. And in today's society, sex toys are readily available. We know this both online and in store. They come in all different shapes, sizes, colors, and there's a sex toy to suit every single one of your desires. Every single one. You can even get dildos that are meant to mimic alien doodles, which amazing. I mean, 2023, come for me. Um, although masturbation is still widely considered as taboo, like we spoke about in the beginning, and there is some shame still associated with the act of masturbation, um, which again, change starts with you. So talk about it. Um, there will be a part two of this episode because masturbation is one of my favorite sexual health topics. Um, again, because it's not widely spoken about and no one really likes to talk about it, which is weird. Why not? So in part two, we will speak about woman masturbation, men's masturbation, and explore the female sexuality a little bit more. Um, throughout your life, it's a journey of figuring out your sexuality, exploring your sexuality, and let's talk about it. It's okay to be what you want to be and it's okay to like what you want to like. Um, I got a lot of my information for this episode from the Encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> can I talk? No. From the Encyclopedia of Unusual Sex Practices by Brenda Love and, um, and by also the research conducted by Hallie Lieberman and Helen King. A lot of my information came from the Encyclopedia of Unusual Sex Practices. I read that whole thing um, and I'm still reading it. It's a fucking big book. <laughs> I'm reading the whole thing and it's it's so much good, healthy information in there that really opens your eyes to the history of sex and the history of unusual sex practices. They talk about fetishes, which we've already done an episode on. They talk about taboo sex um topics and yeah I love it love that for me but that's all I have to say about the history of vibrators I hope hope you learn a little bit today um thank you so much for sticking around thank you so much for listening um again I'm going to try it is my resolution it is my commitment to be more regular with these podcast episodes I will be back in the next fortnight and yeah I love you so much thank you for listening um and yeah look after yourself look after your mental health and most of all most importantly of all go have some safe sex and masturbate a little bit go get your rabbit vibe think about the 1980s and masturbate Happy orgasming! Bye! Have 
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 